2022, the FBI testified they're using geo-tracking data to identify Trump supporters who gathered near the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. 2021. Now, this apparently, what, what this appears to be a recognition of or an, an acknowledgement, is that individuals that were rallying in an area they had been given a permit to do so. That the government then came and drew these lines, said, oh, wait, we've decided these are restricted areas. And so now they are using, even though they were given permits to protest in those areas, geo-tracking to track down these individuals that didn't go into the Capitol, didn't when the police opened the doors and waved them in, they did not do any of that whatsoever. And the Biden administration is now apparently rounding those people up. Gateway pundit noting that the bombshell report by the Electronic Freedom Foundation revealed the vast secret of partnership between private companies and the feds with organizations including ICE, the FBI. U.S. Secret Service, tell me we're not in a police state. The Department of Homeland Security and the Department of Defense, as well as state and local law enforcement, are being funneled hordes of private cell phone location data by private brokers who harvest the info. And and Gateway Pundit noted this. (laughs) This was the first thought that came into my mind when I saw geotracking. Geotracking is... The technology, the, the, the approach that was used by True the Vote in order to get an assessment of what was going on when it came to the 2020 vote, um, 2,000 Mules. The Dinesh D'Souza film that, that so many of you, we, we watched. And they utilized geotracking to show individuals going to these left-wing organizations and then hitting all these drop boxes at two in the morning. And then they go to this drop box, this drop box, that drop box, that drop box. And immediately the media went on a full court press propaganda campaign to tell us how geo tracking's not something that you can use. That's not reliable. All of the major uh, media outlets used that as their attack to tell you that the for the first time ever there was the absolute most perfect election we've ever had and that the geo tracking that was used is not reliable you can't count on that well isn't that amazing that's the exact same approach that the Biden administration is currently using in order to track down Trump supporters across this country The FBI is alleged to have used the data to identify Americans who traveled to Washington, D.C. on January 6th to support Trump and the U.S. Constitution. Tens of thousands of nearly one million protesters later walked into the U.S. Capitol following Trump's speech, where there were more rallies scheduled. The FBI used geotracking to identify the movement of several targeted individuals in the, in the zone. The g- government later said that this was a restricted zone on January 6th. What we know today is that there were no markers, flags, fencing, or other indicators that the area was off limits. And now the evidence notes 
that the U.S. government and D.C. police knew thousands of Trump supporters would assemble in the area because they had permits to do so. The Trump supporter had flyers of the different scheduled events on January 5th and January 6th. The events were planned and registered with the government before January 6th. And so what is now occurring is the Biden administration is apparently, the DOJ specifically, arresting Trump supporters who are in what the administration now claims was a restricted area after the government gave Trump supporters permits to be in those areas. Now, it's very clear, and this is, you know, again, the way Putin behaves, the way that Maduro of Venezuela behaves. I mean, how nefarious is this? You give Trump supporters permit. Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. It's fine. Then you don't fence off certain areas and you just quietly decide at some point, well, this will be a restricted area. We just don't need to let them know that. And then start rounding them up. Last hour, we played audio of Senator Josh Hawley questioning the Department of Homeland Security Director Mayorkas about the fact that within the Department of Homeland Security, and specifically cited one individual that was posting encouragement and celebratory statements of Hamas and their terrorist attack against Israel. And this is a person that Department of Homeland Security put in charge of granting asylum to people, you know, from terrorist countries, from Israel. And Mayorkas' position was, well, you know, it's free speech. There's a difference between being somebody that's a dangerous terrorist and somebody that just might express support for it. These are the same people that will round up people because they supported Donald Trump. People who had permits. People who, and again, what we're talking about is not individuals that broke in, not any individuals that committed acts of vandalism. We're talking about people that were outside the Capitol. This is a, an authoritarian regime a totalitarian regime that will bend over backwards to give free passes to those who call for violence against Jewish people. But if you are a Trump supporter and you're simply some grandmother that shows up with an American flag because you love the country in a place that's you know not, you're not, at, not storming the Capitol, not going in the Capitol, they will come and get you. This is who these people are. This is how, this is how freedom dies. Jim Jordan on Tuesday revealed that the Department of Justice officials were discovered to have been spying on congressional staffers during its inquiry into the agency's Trump-Russian collusion investigation, which, of course, would turn out to be a hoax as well. So they weren't, and this was the, what we, what we know is that they knew the Trump-Russia collusion 
hoax was paid for by the Hillary Clinton campaign, and they knew that. They knew that because we know that they knew that because it was revealed prior to the election in an Oval Office meeting with Obama, Biden, um, Comey, Lynch, a number of other people were there. They took handwritten notes in which they had been informed, hey, just so you know, the Clinton campaign is going to run a fake disinformation campaign accusing Trump of colluding with Russia. So they all knew that. And at some point, they decided to use the accusation as a reason to spy on Trump. Well, apparently, they also used it to spy on congressional staffers. According to Jim Jordan, his committee discovered the Department of Justice was spying on Jason Foster, who was an aide to Senator Chuck Grassley, Republican, of course. Jordan noted, we know that they spied on congressional staffers. What we want to know, how far does it go? Were they spying on members? Were they spying on others? And they've done this before. I believe it was either Brennan or Clapper who, who committed perjury at one point, falsely claiming that they had not spied on, on, I don't even remember which division of the government. This was several years ago where they he, he falsely testified that they had not spied on members of Congress, and then it was discovered that they did. And so he was allowed, of course, to come back and, and uh, um, re-give his answer instead of facing any sort of perjury prosecution. This isn't a surprise. And they're not going to stop. Why would they stop? Who's going to stop them? And I understand why it's not fecklessness so much as it is the recognition that, look, they're rounding up Americans as political prisoners who are simply in Washington, D.C., not even in the Capitol on January 6th. And, of course, we all know what they did to Epstein. Springfield's Talk 1041, latest news update. I'm Nick Reed. From Color 10 News, I'm Jesse Inman. A lawsuit has been filed against the city of Springfield, the police department, and the DEA by the mother of a man killed by law enforcement in 2020. 25-year-old Caleb Slay was shot and killed in his front yard by a DEA agent. That shooting was ruled justified. SPD filed a search warrant stating DEA agents saw a man named Casey Ray doing a drug deal. He was pulled over near Slay's home. Slay was walking up his driveway, according to the lawsuit, when an agent approached him. After an altercation, the agent shot him multiple times. Prosecutors say Slay was armed and resisting, but the mother disagrees. And the Federal Reserve is not raising interest rates right now. Fed Chair Jerome Powell says his agency has already raised rates significantly. This was the second consecutive meeting that the committee chose not to raise rates. They will meet again in December. From Color 10 News, I'm Jesse Inman. First alert forecast sponsored by Navant employee benefits that work from color 10, excuse me, Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny with a high of 59 today. Excuse me. Tonight clear. All right. Let's start over. What did you say to me? Amateur hour over it is, there. It is amateur hour. It's good. It well, you threw me off. You're asking me all sorts of questions I'm over there off air. I'm asking a question about work. Do the weather, weather boy. Sunny 59 today, clear 36 tonight, sunny uh, 63 tomorrow, and uh, rather pleasant this weekend. Saturday and Sunday, mostly sunny, high of 70. It's good lawn mowing weather if you've put it off. Uh, KSGF.com, you know, we do the half-price deals on Fridays at 10 a.m. 
and uh, local for less Ozarks, what it's called at ksgf.com. There are, I think, half a dozen or so that are active now. We, we talk so much about, oh, hey, 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock. And sometimes what we fail to mention is that some of those, because of the volume of offerings they have, they stay up there a while. So if you go to ksgf.com and when you see the local for less tile float by just click on it and you'll see i think there's six or seven or eight somewhere around there um different half price deals for area businesses some are restaurants some are entertainment some are otherwise that's at ksgf.com streaming live ksgf.com facebook live 1041 nick reed is the Facebook page, and that is sponsored by Springfield Raps, who designed the KSGF studio. We have Happy Hour Retro Metro, 4 to 6 on Friday. That would be tomorrow. I missed Happy Hour. We didn't have it because I was off yesterday. You Not Happy bunch. Hour, I mean Lunch Bunch. Yeah, made me sad. I know. I was also a little sad. I mean, I knew because I, I told Taylor last week, hey, we'll see you for Happy Hour, but I'm going to be off, so... We won't be here for Lunch Bunch, but still Tuesday. I was oh, tomorrow's Lunch Bunch. And then I remember, oh, no. But we have happy hours, so that is a good thing. That is, yes, very, very true. We still get our retro metro fix. That's right, we do. Come join us. Monday, I shared with you this Springfield Newsletter piece, United Springfield, a new pack forms to support candidates for school board city council. Jim Anderson, co-chair, said United Springfield organizers are very concerned with the disruptive Disruption and the divisiveness in recent elections required to be nonpartisan. Now, just that alone, we, I've learned more about this, and it's a nefarious organization that is nefarious in, in the context of the truth. Trying to trick you. Being nonpartisan does not mean that there is one anointed person who gets to tell everyone this is what you're supposed to believe and agree with. This is a tactic that the left uses. When the left talks about nonpartisan, that means agree with us and do what we say. And if you don't, then you're being divisive. If you don't, you're being disruptive. It simply means comply, be obedient, do what we say. So the, the, the presentation that, well, we're concerned that, that there are divisions here when these elections are required to be nonpartisan. Non, when, when we're talking about the requirement of nonpartisan, that means it's not a party. You don't run as a Republican. You don't run as a Democrat. That doesn't mean that you have to check in your own individuality and your own beliefs and just do whatever it is you're told to do. This is what's so inconvenient for the left. And this is, the, frankly, up until the last several years, the way that it has operated. Most people didn't even... The vast majority of people could not tell you who was on a school board. There was a, perhaps to many, a surprising number of people that did not even know you voted for school board members. The school board elections were held in, uh, and, and they still are, in the springtime when most people aren't paying attention, they don't even know that there are elections, which means that the unions and the elites have their built-in 
uh, uh, voting base. They've got faculty at MSU. They got faculty at Drury. They've got you know some of the the left leaning activists. That they, they have all of that built in. So it essentially became a rubber stamp for the left wing, the people that were on the school board. And they've lost the full control. Now, they they clearly haven't lost the game. They're still very much in it. And that is, of course, the point of the information that I'm about to share with you. Now, the first red flag, and again, while I talked about this Monday and the concept of these things and how generally they're just more of the same. um, But I, I dug in to get more specific information, and this group is just that. This is all marketing. It's trickery. It's illusion. The first red flag I had, though, is that, you know, well, one, it's Claudette Riley, and she is essentially the mouthpiece for the establishment within the school district. You can always tell who is the left-wing establishment versus who are the individuals that their crazy focus is on whether kids are getting a good education or not, because if it's a left-wing activism approach, then it's this uh, article that is written without any sort of criticisms, and it's just all so wonderful, and, and look how great it is. And that's what this piece was. You know, half the time, if a, if a story that Claudette Riley is writing, or anyone in the newsletter for that matter, is about a pack. That is, you know, like a Moms for Liberty sort of organization or people that aren't part of the elite. Then it's written from a very, from an angle of suspicion. Who are these people? They seek out to find out who's involved and they go through their Facebook pages. They go through all their accounts to see if they can find anything that they've said that's offensive or they look through their friends list and find out if their friends have any connections. And then they have where the dollars are coming from and why are they coming from over here and over there. And it's all written in order to make you see the pack as a bad thing, as outside influence with nefarious purposes. Oddly enough, this one was, this is a great pack. Unite Springfield, United Springfield. Well, it's just about getting along. Look, here's some Republicans involved. Look, here's some Democrats. Oh, this is exactly what we've all been waiting for. So let's all just wait for them to tell us how to vote. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb here (laughs) and and predict uh, that they're going to vote for the left-wing establishment sort of people, and they are not going to be supporting people like Dr. M. The individuals on the council whose number one sole focus are the results of a student's education, who believe that school should be a place, not for political activism, and not that political activism is bad, but there's a certain amount of time in school, and you should be learning things here, that are appropriate in the context of graduating so that you're prepared to go out in the world and make a living for yourself, take care of your family, and that you're able to compete for those jobs successfully, be ahead of those who are from other countries in particular, 
and and I, I I'm just gonna go out on a limb and and predict now that United Springfield aren't going to be supporting those candidates. Now there's only way I could possibly really know that, and that is to figure out who these people are and what they're actually doing. The information that I've uh, I've been gathering here is that these the people who are responsible for this new pack, United Springfield did a dry run with a new tactic. And the dry run was with Judy Bruner, a left-wing activist that they essentially wanted to see, can we convince voters that she's actually not some left-winger, she's not part of the problem, but not only is she not that, but she's even a Republican. Can we do that and get her elected? And they found out that she could, that they could. They did so successfully. And so with that came, okay, now we know our new approach. I'll share the details of it here coming up. American Transmissions, talk and text line 447-KSGF. I'm Nick Reed. Springfield's Talk 1041 is always just an app away. Download the KSGF app and listen live. Or catch what you missed on KSGF Mornings with Nick. Let's take a moment and get a message from Sarah Myers. Thank you. Well, talking fall maintenance, and one thing that you need to put on that list if you haven't done it already is to clean those gutters, and it looks like this weekend it's going to be a pretty good time to do that. I think it's going to be like, what, 67 or something like that, and um, if you get up there and you're cleaning your gutters and you notice uh, it's probably time for new gutters or you notice just some uh, dings and dents or you're thinking, you know, I haven't had my roof replaced in a while. Maybe I should go ahead and do a free roof inspection make sure that my roof is going to be okay as we move into those cooler months i recommend my friends over at the pyramid roofing company now josh and his team they'll come out they'll do that free fall roof inspection for you they'll get on your roof and take tons of photos and videos to show you exactly what is going on with your roof and maybe you are in a situation where you don't need a whole new roof maybe you need just a couple of simple roof repairs or even maybe new ventilation or new gutters whatever the situation is the pyramid roofing company they're going to be upfront and honest with you. They're not going to try to sell you a whole new roof if you need just that simple roof repair, but they'll also be honest. And if it is time to go ahead and do the whole new roof repair, they're going to let you know. So if you are wanting to uh, do that free fall roof inspection, you can give Josh and his team a call today. You can find all of that contact information housed under the Sarah's endorsements tab at ksgf.com. Going to get a traffic update, look at the weather, and then uh, continue on the the left's new plot to fully take back the Springfield Public School District. Now, I, I don't want to give the impression that they totally lost it. They are still making tremendous ground. But as one of the things we know about the left is they do not like diversity um, when it comes to things that matter, like thought and approach. And they are not happy until it's full totalitarian rule and so they have a new approach that they are taking that coming up in just a couple of moments i'm nick reed darn tootin i want a great home loan.com did you know that if you're in the the process of of closing that home you've been pre-approved and so you're out there looking and maybe you found one, you put in an offer and you got that window of three, four weeks where, you know, things are kind of happening and you're nervous and so forth. And then um, you got some uncle that died and left you $4,000. You think, oh, great, I'm going to put it in my bank account. 
that'll be great because that shows that I even have more money. That, while you think instinctively, that's a good thing, right? But you got to remember, government came up with a lot of rules and regulations to protect you from yourself. And so that somehow can be a red flag that throws everything into a tizzy and can torpedo your approval. There are a lot of things that do not make sense. And many of the things that have been put in place, again, they put in place to protect you from you. It's all for the sake of the consumer. It's all to make things better for you. And because it's government, oftentimes it's counterintuitive. Point being, I want a great homeloan.com is a great resource, the site itself, but then the resources you have with the characters there and the others in the team to, to let you know, and they do ahead of time. All right, now listen. Here we go. Here are things. I know it may not make sense. We can explain why not to do them, but do not do these things. Don't do them because that could cause a real problem. All right. You don't get that sort of heads up from everyone. Most you don't, in fact, at least not to the degree you get it with I want a great home because you do. First alert forecast from Color 10, Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny 59 for a high today, 36 tonight. Sunny 63 tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, mostly sunny, a high of around 70. After a few years of losses by the elite left in Springfield, there is the formation of a United Springfield, this pack that the Springfield News Leader wrote about in Big Red Flag, is that uh, it just presents it as if no question. This is just wonderful. This is the uh, bi- nonpartisanship that we've been looking for. Republicans and Democrats coming together and playing ring around the rosy and cats and dogs having babies, and it's all so wonderful. Now, Apparently that, that many of these people that are involved in this pack were instrumental in utilizing Judy Bruner as a dry run. Now, some of you who are keeping, keep closely informed as to what's going on with the children's education in Springfield may recognize that name. She was uh, what principal at, at Central uh, presided over a bit of a decline there, and um, she was tapped to run for school board. This was seen as, whether it was in retrospect or it was premeditated, as a dry run to figure out how the left can once again start getting people elected on the school board that are on the left. Now, of course, they had complete authoritarian control for the longest time, but a couple of different things happened. In Springfield specifically, uh, we began getting information, and I know we reported on it and posted the, the quote, worksheets in which people who worked within the Springfield School District were forced to go through this racist ideology. You know, white people are privileged, Christians are privileged, it's racist if you see somebody commit a crime and they're black and you call the police, or if you're the victim of a crime and you call and that's racist, uh, Blue Lives Matter, supporting police is racist. And so, you know, of course, we reported on that extensively. That was a wake-up call for a lot of people in the area about the extreme left-wing divisiveness that was going on in our school district. Then you had COVID, and on a national level, a lot of parents got insight into what 
you know, why essentially wide as we've gone off track as a nation when it comes to education, because instead of educating kids in a meaningful way that will help them, it is more about indoctrinating into political and social causes, making little uh, uh, little activists out of them. And a lot of parents did not like this. And so we saw across the country what once upon a time school board uh, elections that most people didn't even care about locally. All of a sudden, nationally, people were paying attention. Parents were paying attention. The people, frankly, who should have been from the beginning. And this was a crack in the left-wing elite's stranglehold on school districts. You started seeing parents get elected. You started seeing people whose number one priority was the child's education and not to spend the time instead of educating them, turning them into activists. And this clearly is problematic to the left. In Springfield specifically, Dr. M snuck by him, got elected. I think there were a couple of components here at play. One, they I, I don't think they saw her coming. Uh, I think just because of their own, frankly, racism, they saw what they considered a woman of color and thought, well, she'll fall in line. She's going to be a lefty. She'll do what we tell her to do. Not realizing that she had real true convictions about uh, you know, helping children. Number one priority was not to create activists, but to create educated children. And when they tried desperately to slap her down, to shut her up, she wouldn't. Not for the sake of being defiant, but for the sake of why she got elected, for the kids. Then after that, you had the election, uh, you know, you had a couple of other individuals, Kelly Byrne, Steve McCoskey, that were not part of the elites who also had a number one focus, and that being the education of the kids. Some of, you know, and I, I remember talking with, at the time, interviewing, I believe it was McCoskey, and, and just talking about in his position of, of um, you know, dealing with employees and, and just seeing young people that are getting into the workplace for the first time and not knowing the very basic fundamentals, as if they never went to school at all, and realizing, I don't know what the problem is. There's clearly a problem here. Or I shouldn't say he didn't know what the problem was, but just recognizing there is a problem here. And and a similar situation with, with Kelly Byrne as a father and, and just the recognition, we are failing our kids. But see, they weren't part of the elites. They weren't lefties. They were actually nonpartisan, went in there with one goal and one goal only to help the kids. At the same time, some of the elite establishments like Charles Taylor, who just, you know, really was the, 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 the essential example of establishment. I mean, just left-wing, hardcore, works at jury, cakewalks from one election to the other, and he got outed. And this was after, this is another component of this. You had organizations like the Chamber of Commerce Board of Directors out there endorsing Charles Taylor. They also, in 2022, pushed for Chad Courtney. And I believe they were presenting him as, oh, he's Republican, he's conservative. But what happened is the endorsement by the chamber didn't work. 
You also had later that same year, you may remember, now this isn't school board related, but it's Chamber of Commerce effectiveness related with the um, the November vote regarding the Lone Pine development out there. And you had citizens that were active because they were not, they didn't want this particular development going on out, on out there and the city had approved it and they challenged it and there was a battle back and forth. And it was essentially, it was the elite establishment versus citizens. And on the elite establishment side, of course, you had the mayor and you had leaders from MSU and OT, all, you know, it's the same crew of people, all of these, these elites on the left and the Springfield area chamber of commerce, all coming out full force. They got shellacked. 70.5% voted no on that, which was not what they wanted. It was a massive defeat for the establishment. So around this time, you have these organizations realizing that they're, they've not only lost effectiveness, but people are on to them and realize that they that while they're presented as being nonpartisan and sometimes even somewhat conservative, but reasonably conservative, in fact, they were left-wing elitist. And so when they would come out and try to utilize that positioning, it was actually working against them because people figured it out. They were on to their game. So the left-wing establishment, in Springfield, the Springfield area that had long essentially handpicked these candidates and these issues found themselves at an impasse. Like, all right, well, what do we do? We've been exposed and not just exposed to where it doesn't make a meaningful difference, but <laughs> we're not, we're losing control to the citizens here. This is where. United Springfield comes in. That next. I'm Nick Reed. All right, friends, we have an absolute fight on our hands. If, in fact, you as a citizen, as a parent, have children's education as a number one priority. Now, if you miss any of the, the layout of the explanation as to the Origins of United Springfield, a new PAC formed to support candidates for school board that uh, if you read the news leader, it's the most wonderful thing ever. It's nonpartisan. It's Republicans and Democrats coming together. It's, I mean, you know, it's just the greatest thing ever. Get rid of the nastiness, the divisiveness. Go back and listen to the podcast because there is a, this is an evolution that has occurred and essentially we're at the point now where, in, in, in the, the timeline, the elites who have long controlled what candidates get elected and what issues pass in Springfield, on a, we're talking about on a local level, they have lost their effectiveness. And oftentimes part of their effective marketing is falsely convincing people that left-wing causes aren't left-wing causes that uh, left-wing individuals are actually moderate or maybe even Republican. Judy Bruner was essentially a test run. Judy Bruner was. She's a, she's a left-winger. 
She's part of the school district. She's part of the problem. She has been part of the problem for some time. She had the backing of, you know, the elites, the left-wing elites. But they employed a a new tactic. Now, understand, this is somebody that... She, while I think it was central that she was the, the principal, wore BLM masks. Now, this is an, an anti-Semitic organization that, by the way, isn't something that we all just learned when they started endorsing Hamas. It's been part of their stated platform. It's just when many of us noted, maybe you ought to start listening to what BLM actually says as an organization before you get out there and start promoting them. We were you know, ignored or just you know, called racist. So, you know, here is somebody that's far left wing enough in front of students promoting an anti-Semitic organization that even aside from that aspect of it is all based on race and pitting one race against another. It's not difficult to find who these people donate money to. And I'm not telling you this incidentally. Because this means Judy Bruner is a bad person. I'll tell you why I'm telling you this in a moment. But first, if you go to the uh, Federal Elections Commission, you can see who these people donate money to. And if I'm, I'm just going to go down the list here. Different donations. Judy Bruner, McCaskill for Missouri. Donation, McCaskill for Missouri, McCaskill for Missouri, McCaskill for Missouri, McCaskill for Missouri. Hillary for America, Hillary for America, Hillary for America, Hillary for America, Obama for America, Citizens for Biden, Citizens for Biden, Act Blue, which is an organization that uses its efforts to get the extreme left elected. Another donation to Act Blue, back to McCaskill for Missouri, McCaskill for Missouri, Act Blue, McCaskill for Missouri. That goes on and on and on. Hillary for America. So this is somebody that openly in her position within the school district promoted left-wing causes, gave, appeared to be every chance she had money to try to get people like Hillary Clinton elected to help organizations like Act Blue get left-wing extremists elected. But when she was running for school board, Her people were actively going around claiming she was a Republican. I would hear from numerous Republicans that would go to these uh, weekly or monthly lunches, the pachyderms, this, Republicans, that. They're like, well, no. um, No, I mean, her campaign person was there. And, uh, oh, she's a Republican. I'm going to vote for her. They lied. It was a test run. Can we take a left-winger? that has a track record of left-wing activism, that has a financial track record of donating to left-wing candidates, and just flat out say, oh, no, she's a Republican, and get her elected. Can we be that brazen? And the answer was yes, it worked. And what you do is you go around and you falsely claim somebody is there, and then you get endorsements and you run campaign ads. Well, look, all these conservative people, Republicans, oh, it's one. Oh, don't worry. She's not one of those left wing activists. No, 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 no. Oh, she's not one of those BLM people. She's not one. No, no, she's none of that whatsoever. Oh, she's a, she really just cares about children's education. It worked. 
So guess what all those people did? They figured, all right, we found it. We found we can, we believe this is how we can start winning elections again. And so they formed United Springfield. Now, that isn't to say every single person that's listed as a member of United Springfield is in on the gag. They may not know. They may be the, quote, useful idiots who really think, oh, we found some Democrats that really do care about children's education. They don't want the schools turn into centers for activism either. Oh, no. That, you know, this is just so wonderful. And if there's one fault that Republicans have, they love the idea of getting along. They just love it more than sometimes they'll they'll override their convictions. The idea of the children's education takes a back seat to being told by somebody on the left. You know what? Isn't it so great? We're getting along. And that becomes number one priority. In fact, if you read the news leader piece on United Springfield, it doesn't talk at all when they interview these people about the failing education of our children. And how it needs that something needs to be done in order to improve this dramatically. There's something very wrong here. No, it's all about getting along. It's all about coming together. Any organization who is presented as having a a, a target of uh, of compassion and caring, but when you ask them about what they're wanting to do and that's not any that they don't actually even talk about that, that's a red flag. So I'm gonna get a traffic update and then a final thought on this coming up here um, which largely it's I, this is going to be a big battle. They found something that worked last time. Will exposing it make a difference? We've got several months until the next school board election. I'm Nick Reed. This new pack, United Springfield, the way this is portrayed <clears throat> is here's an organization of Democrats and Republicans. They're like, you know what? Things are just so nasty when it comes to local elections, school board and city council. We need to come together in a nonpartisan way, and all agree, and make sure the community knows who the good guys are. So we're going to take a fresh look. And everyone, it's just going to be a fresh, that's not what's happening here. There is a goal and an effort, and I'll just be straight up, because some of the people behind this hate Dr. M, hate Kelly Byrne, hate Steve McCoskey. They loathe them. The goal is to get them out of there. And get it back to where the left rubber stamp. They everything was rubber stamped. They 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 handpicked the people that run, and these are going to be the number one targets. And there may be some people that have been brought on board to be part of this pack who don't realize that's what's going on. They've been targeted and preyed upon <clears throat> as individuals that they know will love the idea of everyone getting along and they'll be convinced that's what they're actually doing while they're doing the bidding of the devil. But at the same time, there are some people that fancy themselves Republicans for whatever reason in the area locally, but they're all for the LGBTQ stuff. They're all for the indoctrinating people. They're all for taking students and the social emotional learning. And, and they, they're all on board for that because they've been told that that's what love and compassion is. And that's what's in the best interest of the world and everyone getting along. The, the, they're, they're taking this tactic because it is 
effective on people who don't know what they're doing. And when you have the help of outlets like the news leader that are going to do, they are going to be their propaganda wing. They are going to present them as nonpartisan, as above politics. And anyone who says, well, wait a minute here, this needs to be about the kids and here's, and we need to focus on this. They're going to be called divisive and nasty. And I can guarantee you that, that United Springfield, this, they are not going to be out there telling you Dr. M and Steve McCoskey and Kelly Byrne are the sort of people we want to keep on the school board. That much is clear. So as time goes on, we'll, of course, keep on this news in 60 seconds.